Hey there, welcome on inside this week's edition of How She Did It. I am your host, Amanda Smith. Or if you follow me on social media, should I say it's Amanda Smith? Get it? Because that's my username. I will be here every week. (laughs) So if you are a fan of the game of basketball, you are a fan of today's guest. She's a three-time WNBA champion, four-time Olympic gold medalist, 11-time WNBA all-star, And I could literally keep going, but all of her accomplishments might take up all the time we have for today's podcast. That's how many there are. Yes, she's a veteran in the league, but she's more than that. She uses her voice and her platform to advocate for equality. And I myself, as the former washed up hooper that I am, watched her growing up and admired her work ethic and what she put into the game. Here is my conversation with Sue Bird. Hey everybody, Amanda Smith here with Sue Bird. And I have to tell you that when I put out that you were going to be the guest on the show this week, I got a very large amount of messages that were like, no, no, there's no way. I'm like, I am just as dead as you are. So thank you for agreeing to do this with me today. Sure. No problem. So we haven't seen you on the court this season with the Seattle Storm. You've been recovering from knee surgery, even though you have almost been in the league for 20 years. Has there been anything you've been able to learn or take away having spent this time on the sidelines? Um, You know, I think, sadly, I've had my fair share of injuries, so I've had to sit on the sideline quite a bit. Um, The first time being in college, and I remember back then thinking, like, um, like, after the experience, thinking, like, wow, like, I really benefited from that. I got to see the, you know, the game from a totally different perspective. I got to really learn and understand my teammates, um, again, from a different perspective. I think this time around, because I've already experienced that, um, you know, I knew I wasn't necessarily going to learn something new, but I, I also knew I had, or I still have, like, a wealth of knowledge that I can kind of help pass on to my teammates. Um, sometimes it can be hard juggling the, like, physical therapy part, and then also trying to like be in all the meetings and be around the team as much as possible. Um, So that's always a little bit of a struggle. But for the most part, I just tried to be, um, I don't know, just a resource for my teammates. What are some of the things you feel like you've been able to pass on to them? Um, Well, I mean, I've played with them. This is a group that's been together for for quite some time. I think this year we really only have um, technically two, but one of them was actually with us a couple years ago. So she's not really new. Um, So everybody's we've been together for like years now. And, um, I think they know they can come to me, you know, I'm, I'm definitely the veteran on the team. Who's like you, like, you know, like you pointed out, thanks for that. <laughs> Almost been in the league 20 years. That's um, amazing. So, uh, I just, you just, it's not even, it has nothing to do with it. It's just when you're around something for that long, you're going to pick things up. You're going to know things. Um, so I think they know that they can trust me that whatever I am saying it's, it's coming from a good place. Even if it's something that, that is tough to say or, or tough for them to hear. When you look at your career and all that you've accomplished throughout this span of time, what's been one of the more rewarding parts of this journey for you? Um, it, it, oh man, it depends. Like, I think if I have like my Seattle hat on, since we're talking about Seattle, <laughs> um, yes, we've won championships, which is great. And I have tons of memories of those. Um, you know, we've had some tough years, which even though they're tough and you'd want to forget them, there's, there's learning experiences in there. 
Uh, but just being in one city for my whole career, um, the, the way they've embraced me, you know, even it's, it's funny. I think when you're in one place for a long period of time, people start to think you're from there. And I think it's, it's almost like a compliment. People just assume I'm from Seattle. They're like, oh yeah, you're from here. You know, cause I've been here for so long. And again, everyone's just kind of like taking me in um, as one of their own. So I, I, I really enjoy that part. And Seattle has such a cool basketball community. Like it's really a shame they don't have an NBA team here. And I say that just because um, there's so much, there's so many great players that have come out of here that are continuing to come out of here. Um, and just, I don't know, like all the basketball players who, who are in this city, they're just connected in some way. It's, it's really cool. So I'm just happy to be a part of that. Well, there's no NBA team in Seattle, but last NBA season you spent working in the front office with the Denver Nuggets. Mm -hmm. What did you take away from your first year with the organization? Yeah, um, I learned a lot. You know, I think um, at the end of the day, front office work is just about, you know, assessing talent, watching as much as you can, like just consume, consume, consume. And then at the end of the day, you have to have like your own opinion, you know, and I think it's important that you study and you, like I said, observe, consume to help you like form the best, most educated opinion, but you definitely have to like be true to, to what your opinion is. And that's definitely what I learned just being around the guys in Denver, um, seeing how they operate, seeing how they put together a team. Um, it was, it was great to see and you, and you can kind of pull from like how each individual does it or how they did it as a group. But then at the end, you, you still have to be true to what you believe in, you know? And I think Tim Connolly, who's the president there, he kind of was like, like he's like, sometimes you're going to hit and it's <laughs> going to be great. And then there's going to be a lot more times that you miss. But as long as you're like coming from that one, like solid place where, where you believe you're doing the right thing, um, you can live with it. And that's really the one thing I learned from him. You know, you have said that as a women's basketball player growing up, you didn't have many female players within the game to look up to. Yeah. Knowing that there are young girls and women all over the world that watch you and are like, you know what? I want to be like Sue Bird someday. Yeah, weird. <laughs> what influence do you hope to leave on them? Um, um, you know, I think at, at, at the core of it, you know, just um, this is something I've loved to do. And, you know, I've tried to do it um, in a way that was, you know, true to me, you know, play in a way that was true to me, not try to be anybody else. I think a lot of people, a lot of basketball players, they go out there and they try to be someone else. Um, and it's, it's, you're just not going to have that much success doing that. You have to be kind of true to yourself. So hopefully I represent that and just someone who loved the game and put in the work. Um, you know, I was never, I joke, it's like I was never you know, the fastest or the quickest, or I wasn't jumping the highest, but you know, I, I kind of always found a way and I don't know, I'm, I'm five, nine, you know, from the suburbs in New York. And I feel like if you can watch somebody like me be successful in this sport, um, pretty much saying anybody can do it is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, but there is like a larger thing happening now with women in sports that, that I'm really, um, happy and proud to be a part of, you know, obviously right now things are, really starting to change and just whether it's the notoriety or the, the viewership. Um, so even though I'm at the end of my career, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm again, just really proud that I'm going to be uh, part of this movement or help kick it off. Um, so that's kind of where I am now in terms of like when I, you know, when I see a little girl wearing my Jersey, you know, I, I want to represent all these things and, and hopefully um, make her proud as well. You talk about where the league has gone. Where do you think that there's still room for improvement? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't choke on your teeth, Sue. How much time do you have? Um, 
yeah, it's been its journey. This 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 league we call the WNBA. Um, you know, I think the trajectory of it is just like it started out super hot, and you know, we got next, and everybody was excited. It was off the Olympics in '96, and there was just a lot of buzz. And for whatever reason, um, I mean, I, I feel like I have my own opinions on what happened, but it just kind of it plateaued. It maybe even dipped. It's definitely plateaued, but. With that, the one thing that has maintained or even gotten better, actually, is the, the product itself, like the game itself, the quality of play, the quality of player. That has just gotten better and better. I mean, listen, we're 12 teams. We have 12 roster spots. It is legit survival of the fit. Like, it's you can't be bad. <laughs> like, you will get weeded out so fast. So what that gives you is, like, really good basketball. Um, you know, it's, it's tough that we're in the summer. Yeah. Do I think women's sports gets the coverage that it needs to, to be, you know, you put, you turn on the TV, whatever show it is that you watch and, you know, an announcer or commentator or, you know, the talking heads, as they like to say, you know, they're going to talk about male sports and it's not just going to be about the game last night. Are they going to talk about that with a lot of enthusiasm and passion? Absolutely. But they're also going to be like, yeah, did you know that that guy tweeted or yeah, and Antonio Brown and his helmet or, you know, it's like all these storylines that happen. And then you, you know, they, they, if you're lucky enough and there's like a one minute segment on women's sports, it's like, and the Seattle storm beat the Minnesota Lynx. And it, the score was, oh yeah, look, there's Brianna Stewart hit a jumper and okay, moving on. And it's just, so I think that, that right there, the media coverage aspect of it, to me, it, it almost like begins in terms of how this league can grow because we have the product. Now, are there like a whole bunch of other things I can get into? Absolutely. You know, I don't think we've done a good job as players or the league itself, marketing. There's a whole other thing you get into. But simple answer could be media coverage. Got it. Okay. Like, we all need to step it up. Hello? Are you talking to me? I'm just kidding. Okay, guys. We are going to take a quick break. But don't go anywhere because next we're going to get the bird's eye view. Get it? Because it's a word. Stick around. <laughs> okay. So we are going to play a round of bird's eye view. So basically... I have a list of 10 questions to do. I will just give you a topic or a sentence, and then you just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. 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 The bird's eye view. Favorite game day fit you've worn? <laughs> game day fit? Yes. Um, you know, we have our first playoff game, and um, that might go, that, the one I've got reserved for that might be my, my favorite playoff fit, so, or game fit. So you can okay. check it out. Oh my gosh. She knows how to set the plug up. Okay. Favorite kicks. Kicks. Um, like to play, to wear, to whatever I want. We're very open here on how she did it. Um, man, that's a tough one. I think the Sakai's right now are kind of just on a different level. Um, the low tops, the high tops are okay too, but the low tops and they have new colors coming out in like, I don't know, T minus they're coming out soon. (laughs) Have Uh, you ever been starstruck? Um, yeah, I have. I think it's funny. Most times when I'm starstruck, it's, um, it's not athletes, it's like actors. And it's mostly because I'm like so engaged in their show that I feel like talking to, I'm like that person who I'm like, wait, 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 can we talk about your show? (laughs) Um, the first time it ever happened was I met like, like a lot of like, probably like five, six, seven, um, cast members from the Sopranos. So this is like, I'm dating myself obviously, but it was like yeah. my rookie year, maybe my second year in the WNBA. And I went to this uh, party and all the Sopranos were there. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I played it cool. I played it cool. I do oh, my best. but You did. Yeah. I can never play cool. Like, wait, I'm sweating. Okay. <laughs> uh, your favorite athlete? 
My favorite athlete? Um, I was a huge Denise fan growing up. Um, I think that's why when I talk about like little girls watching me, it's because like I watched her and I thought right. like, oh, some, this person, I mean, in my case, it was like, she kind of looks like me. We're the same size, same hair, like this could work out. So that was one of my favorite athletes. Now you're that person. <laughs> it's all full circle. Uh, Paint it forward. Do you play yourself in 2K? If not, who would you be? <laughs> I mean, the, the only gaming I'm doing, I probably shouldn't admit this publicly, is like old school Nintendo. If I can get like some Mike Tyson's punch out in, cool. So I've not played myself or played anybody else in 2K. I don't think I've ever played 2K, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite non-basketball activity? Um, I'm big into like, well, that's ah, tough. Favorite non-basketball activity. So... I'm trying to, cause like, I'm not, I'm actually like not that active outside of basketball and like working out for basketball. It's just like, yeah. I'm constantly, so like, I like to chill. So like my chill, like turn my brain off is definitely watching TV shows. And then, um, even though I don't do it as much as I'd like reading, I'm like, I, I do love reading, it's, but I'm usually like, I'm more of like a plain reader if I'm not sleeping, but <laughs> I'm, I'm reading. Bonus question. Okay. Favorite TV show right now. Ooh, right now. Well, I just finished, um, well, not just, like a couple weeks ago, Euphoria. That one was like, whoa. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, my gosh. I always say, and honestly, I met Eric Dane in real life, and that was one of these examples where I was like, <laughs> he's in it. And I was like, oh, my God, your show's amazing. I couldn't help myself. Um, he was actually super cool, though. Um, yeah, I said to him, I, I say to everybody, here's the thing about Euphoria. It's like a really, it's like a messed up show I could use a different adjective there but that the it thing this thing is like wild and I always say I'm like if you're someone who really likes it it probably says more about me than anything else now when you go watch it you'll know what I mean it's the okay. show is like next level it's but I think it's like incredible I'm gonna get a better perspective on you I'm gonna say what the heck there's like a I'm lot excited. happening in it a okay, lot I'm excited um, if you weren't a professional athlete, what do you think you would be? <laughs> um, being an athlete was kind of like in the cards for me. So, yeah. all right. I do enjoy arguing. So <laughs> I feel like being a lawyer wouldn't be that difficult for me. Um, but the other thing that I like to do, this is going to sound really random. I think I'd be a really good, I think I would enjoy being a mediator, which is like the person you bring in to like, you know, yeah. be not the lawyer, but the mediator. I know it's random, but. No, that's okay. Or you could be like a moderator on a sports talk show. I don't know. I'm that. making future plans here. <laughs> I'm like available if you need anybody. Um, a song that pumps you up pregame? Um, pretty much like any Jay-Z song, I think, mm -hmm. works for me. Um, his one song, it's called My First Song. It's one Got of it. Last one, your okay. greatest influence. My greatest influence? Um, probably my sister, I think, because um, like she's five years older and growing up, it was like who I had in my house, literally, to look at every day and um, kind of emulate and learn from. And luckily for me, I had a great role model in her. She was super smart, super, um, I don't know, just dedicated and, and, and committed. You know, I think she, um, she actually ended up being a lawyer although she's a legal recruiter now, but she just was always like really passionate about what she was doing. And, and like I said, just very, I don't know, focused. And so I think I learned a lot from her. Okay, guys, don't go anywhere because next Sue is answering your questions. Stick around.
Thank you for sending in your questions this week. Sue is going to answer some of them. So, VG, VG, 321123. Trying to kill me with that username. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would like to know, how is your rehab going? When do you think you'll be healthy enough to come back on the court? We all miss yeah. you. Um, thanks. Um, rehab's going well. You know, rehab is rehab. You just got to take it <laughs> one day at a time, blah, 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 blah. But it's going well. I'm actually back on the court, but, like, it's always a progression. So I would say from like zero to a hundred, I'm probably at like 75%. So I'm, I'm getting there. I'm not, you know, I'm not like just starting, but I'm not anywhere. Well, I shouldn't say anywhere, but I'm not near playing just yet. My, my plan is to hopefully by like early October, be like back on the court, like playing pickup, that kind of thing. So I still have a couple more weeks to, to get going. What's the most frustrating part of rehabbing for you? Um, it's just the, 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 you really have to like go slow and like mm -hmm. not rush it and not push it. And, and there are days where I think the hardest part is there are days where you feel great. And so let's say you're doing something that we'll use basketball terms. Like they, they're like, all right, go out there and shoot, but you know, only be like 50, 60%, but you feel good. So you want to like accelerate and you have to like constantly remind yourself, like, don't do that. Like that would be bad. Don't do that. But you feel good. So it's like this, like, internal struggle so that's probably the hardest part and then when it's during a season I mean sitting at the games I love supporting my teammates and all that good stuff but I mean it's not fun just watching it's yeah. fun in, in some aspects but like you'd rather be playing yeah but you're a competitor you want to be out there yeah you just rather be playing and what people yeah, don't right. know about those that are injured it's like you think it's like some sort of vacation usually when you're injured or doing rehab whether it's in season as season whatever you're you're actually working like 10 times harder, not harder, like, like 10 times more, you know? So like, you know, my team goes to practice and then when practice is over, it's over. I have to like lift before practice, do this during practice. Then you're doing this after practice. Then you have this and you have that. Cause it's just this anyways. So being okay. hurt is a grind. Almost there though. Yeah. Almost. Alrighty. Madison Kilroy would like to know, what do you wish more people understood about being successful in women's sports? <laughs> um understood well I think I think what what is really um like I was gonna say complicated I think what's difficult complicated about being successful in women's sports is it's not always just about your performance you know there's this this there's this like vibe out there that um it's 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 definitely changing to be honest um, but I think early on in my career, there's this vibe that you had to be like perfect. You know, you had to be, not only did you have to be good at what you were doing, but you had to be the prettiest. You had to be the most well-spoken you had to, you know, I don't know, be able to go into any room and talk to anybody. And you don't have that in male sports. Like mm -hmm. men can just are, are generally just appreciated for their play or whatever they do on the court or whatever sport they play. And I think for women, there's this, I don't know, there's this expectation of perfection across the board. And I just think that's, it's like a really complicated um, uh, dynamic to it when you're a female. And again, luckily it's like totally changing. Um, not as quickly, I think as, as we would like it, but it's definitely getting there. Um, but you just don't see that in male sports. So I think that's what's something that's, that's kind of hard for, for females. When you talk about this idea of perfection, mm -hmm. how have you maybe dealt with the pressure that I think you can put on yourself of saying, okay, I need to do this perfectly, which we all know doesn't exist, right? But we still yeah. have that feeling of if this isn't perfect, 
Right. I'm not going to get this job or people aren't going to like me or whatnot. How have you dealt with that? Yeah. Well, it's basically, um, you know, you're trying to be everything to everybody and whoever that person, you know, I think, um, just through like the years and just through like, you know, probably just maturity, um, kind of, you just kind of shed that, you know, early on for me personally, it wasn't that I was like going out of my way to do it. I was almost just, um, like a chameleon. Like I was just like, okay, what do I have to do? I didn't necessarily go out of my way. I don't know how, I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but, um, but then at one point you just kind of like, not like one specific point, but at some point you're just like, I'd rather just, you know, like I'd rather just wear sneakers than heels. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just more comfortable in sneakers. So luckily that, that came around and it's now cool to wear sneakers, even with like a dress. <laughs> at some point you just start to do what feels right to you. And for some it's out of the womb that this happens. They're like that right away. For me, it definitely took time to just get a little more comfortable in my skin, just a little more comfortable in who I was. Um, and I think, um, I don't know. I just don't know that I could be totally wrong. I'm sure there's some men out there that feel this way. I just don't think it's the same for, for, for men in male sports. Sneakers over heels every day. All day. I mean, literally like nine lower limb surgeries. Why are you trying to put me in heels? This is like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like literally hurting in order to like look a certain, nah, I'm done with that. Nah. I love it. Okay. Uh, so Tyson Ewing says, of all your accomplishments, does any one moment stick out to you most and why? Um, I always say, I'm like, this question's tough. I'm lucky that it's tough. It means I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Um, I, I mean, truth be told, I don't know if it's because it's the most recent, but the last championship in Seattle, which was last year in 2018, that was, um, I think that'll go down because for a lot of reasons, like, but most being that I just really, we kind of had gone through a rebuild and I just really never thought that I had been on some epic Seattle storm teams. And I just, at that point in my career, like if you'd asked me three years ago, I never would have thought we were barely making the playoffs. I never would have thought we would be in the finals, let alone win the whole thing. So, um, for like a laundry list of reasons, like my health, my age, again, the fact that we, you know, went through a rebuild, got to the other side so fast. Um, it was such a surprise that I don't know. I, I just think it, it, it'll always kind of stick out amongst some of the championships that I've won. All right. Last question is from okay. Solly Lowe. I kind of love this one. Let's okay. reflect. <laughs> he says, if you could tell yourself something from 10 years ago today, what would it be? So my, oh wait, I read it wrong. Read it. I... Yeah. <laughs> if you okay. could tell yourself now. No, if you could tell yourself something I know now, years ago, so, yeah. something you know now, got it. <laughs> what would it be? Um, <laughs> you know, I think along the same lines of what I was just talking about, just like kind of the whole being yourself, blah blah blah. blah. Right. Like, you know, as everyone knows, I came out uh, two years ago, and it's funny because I wasn't. It wasn't like that. I was like closeted in any way, like. What, what you find out when you're like a public figure is there is a difference, which I didn't buy into at first, but there is a difference between being out to your friends and your family and like all the people in your world, your teammates, your coach, like everybody you come across and then actually saying it publicly. I just kind of like, well, what's the difference? Why do I have to say it publicly if like mm-hmm. literally everybody knows? But for like, again, a laundry list of reasons, there's, there is a difference in saying it. And I didn't realize even the impact it would have on me. So I think what I would tell that, that, I guess 28 year old is um, 
as, as far as just being open about your sexuality, like just do it. Like it, I mean, it wasn't, it, it never was a huge stress on me just for like a short period of time. But for the most part, it wasn't like I had a weight on my shoulders, but there, there is something really nice about just being like knowing everybody knows what's up. It does feel kind of good. So I, I wish I would have done that sooner. Now you're just like literal couple goals, power couple of my <laughs> life on every magazine. I'm dead. <laughs> no, I probably should have said Megan for my favorite athlete. Oh, well, next time. <laughs> That's okay. We won't add her. <laughs> <laughs> but when you talk about, you know, the impact of being able to say that you didn't even know what it would have on you to say, yes. this is me, this is who I am. What do you mean by that? Um, well, like I said, I, I really, this wasn't like a secret. You know, right. even when the article came out and I walked in, um, you know, into the locker room with my teammates, nobody was like, oh, my God. You know, everyone was like, what's up, Sue? Like, it wasn't different for, I would say, 80% of my world, you know, but there was this other percentage that either they don't, they, they only know Sue Bird, the basketball player, or like, not like people that I um, would call family or friends, nothing like that. But, you know, people that kind of are, have an outside view. Um Anyway, point being, I think, I don't know, just, just like saying it, having, and knowing people know, not having to ask, um, not having to be, to answer the question all the time, you know, which is, is actually fairly innocent, but like, you know, you meet someone like, oh, so do you have a boyfriend? And you have to be like, uh, well, you know, like, and then you have to constantly be handling that. It was nice just to like be done with it. And yeah. Don't deal. And also, I mean, when I said laundry list of things, um, you know, one of the, the main ones is you're helping other people you know, and, and I didn't realize, I thought I was already living my life, what I felt to be genuinely. So, and, and now, nowadays it's, it's actually still really important. You know, you're still, I guess, normalizing it, you know? So I don't know. I just, it just, I learned a lot from, from the whole process. Well, you have been like, we're talking about not just an influence in the basketball world, but now being an influence and an example to just, like you said, <laughs> be yourself. This is who I am. Not easy. I'm super, if I can, you know, <laughs> Play in the WNBA, you can do it. Be honest about yourself. So thank you so much for making time to come on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay, guys. For Sue Bird, I'm Amanda Smith. We'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.